Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jazzy, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Holo Holo podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabeg people. Welcome to our taste test episode, where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet, and then we'll tell you what we think. And on today's taste test episode, Siggy taste tests the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. So let's get right into it, Sigs. What did it taste like? Now, Kuya, you've known me for many years. You know I like a good brunch buffet. Yes. <laughs> My favorite brunch buffet was at the Bellagio when I went in June 2007. Mm. This show was like being at a buffet in Vegas. My stomach was full <laughs> from a serving of WandaVision, but uh-huh. I am back for more for the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And mm. the feast laid out was varied and enjoyable. Now, before we even go to the next questions, spoiler alert, I'll try to be broad, but there's some really good things here that I'm going to cover. All episodes are available for streaming. All six episodes are available streaming right now on Disney+. Plus. So listeners, press pause if you haven't seen The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So Sigs, let's talk right into it. Was it worth the pop culture calories in terms of the sumptuous buffet? Well, a buffet is full of calories, and yes. And there were a lot of calories. So the director, Carrie Scoglin, from Ottawa... Mm. And Malcolm Spellman, the creator, managed to make this six-hour series, a movie, have many layers, weaving stories of comedy, action, and drama. It was very filling. And again, it is not WandaVision. It is something totally different. I keep on saying that again because I think MCU is delving to the TV universe, and this is on Disney+. Plus. I'm all here for it. Layered. Right? Layered. Is that what you yes. just said? Layered. Layers. Mm, I can't wait to kind of understand what that means. Now, what does it remind you of in the overall pop culture buffet? Now, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier fed off the vibes that were presented in one of the best Marvel MCU movies, which I thought was Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Mm. It was one of the great movies because it wasn't just the action movie. It was actually like a political thriller. Right, right. So, I remember that. And it was funny because there was the making of Avengers Assembled just was broadcast. And they were talking about making this series and they had like this scale from buddy cops, like from Rush Hour to Lethal Weapon and then Mm. to like some other series. I forgot the name of the other, like a really serious buddy cop thing. And they wanted it to go on the scale right in the middle, which is Lethal Weapon. They took the feel and adjusted it post endgame and current times. This is something and a term that we're hearing right now called prestige TV. Have you heard about this term? No. Tell us more about what so prestige, prestige TV, TV is. So prestige TV is the new way that we consume television, right, folks? So we have streamers like Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, where we have it on the small screen, but it's prestige. Is this like a movie? Is this like a direct from... A book, Prestige TV, is almost like it's kicked up a notch. And Mm. this is clearly an example of it, right? When you watch something like The Handmaid's Tale or um, The Queen's Gambit, this is Prestige TV. And the themes that are, like, circling this involve legacy, making amends, and current issues in the world like terrorism, refugees, and the Black Lives Matter movement. 
I really like that idea of prestige TV, mm-hmm. meaning that it seems not only just kind of current with respect to social norms or issues that it's trying to address, but really this idea that the viewers are sophisticated. We're right. not just people that are looking for an escape. We want to be challenged in some ways. Yes, sometimes we want to watch Temptation Island. But sometimes <laughs> you want to watch... <laughs> Or The Bachelor. But sometimes you want to watch something that's going to challenge you or make you think and stuff like that. So it sounds like Falcon and the Winter Soldiers really make you think. Because I'm kind of coming back to that idea of layered. Like I'm really picking up on that, that it's really layered. It's making you think. It's challenging you in so many different ways. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. Like six episodes create so many different pieces. There's so many different plots. And the way that Mm -hmm. it's evolved, it was very interesting how they took it. We all have seen, not a spoiler, at the post-end game, Captain America gives Sam Wilson, one of my favorites, Anthony Mackie, the Falcon, the shield, Captain America's shield. Mm, yes, and yes, what, yes. And I, said, I, think I think you can see that on YouTube anyway. Like yeah, people you can have see already it. kind of posted and, that. Yeah. You know, Captain America, Chris Evans says, So how does it feel? And Sam says, like someone else's. And then mm. it's done, and you're like thinking, okay, so they're making a show about it, so is he gonna take the mantle? Those themes of, like, this legacy that needs to be carried on, like, does Sam take that legacy? Does he take that mantle? And what are the challenges involved with him taking it? And then you have the winter, Bucky, who had committed all these crimes and killings, him trying to make amends, the fact that his best friend, Captain America, is gone, and him trying to adjust, and whether or not Sam takes this mantle and how it affects him, amongst other things. Now, Sigs, remind me what phase are we in the Marvel Cinematic Universe again? So we're in phase four. So apparently, if this show popped up in the timeline, this is occurring post-blip, the time where Spider-Man is far from home in Europe. Right. So this is occurring at the same time. As WandaVision obviously was right after the blip, everyone came back. This is along the same lines. Now, you will recall, the reason why I'm asking Sigs is because you'll recall from a previous episode from a couple of, from a season ago, where I had predicted that somewhere here in this phase or the next phase, that they would be thinking about not only just legacy, but succession planning. That's right. Who's going to take over things, right? So this just really piques my interest. I can't wait to actually sink my my teeth into this. Now, Six, tell us, what did you appreciate about this particular taste test of, again, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Now, Kuya, I know you haven't watched it yet, but they talked about the legacy of Captain America, what it means to Sam, Bucky, and a new mm. character called John Walker. Now, obviously, whatever, at the beginning, Sam doesn't take the mantle. This is your mm. spoiler alert. He's like, no, this yes. needs to be preserved. Then all of a sudden, the government has this new guy named John Walker becoming the new Captain America. Right, right. So one of the things that they do, and there's some deep pockets, there's some deep cuts in here. They introduce another character named Isaiah Bradley, who was black, who had taken the soul super serum and was did not have a great experience with it. And he was tested mm. on and almost merely forgotten, put in jail. Mm. And he really brought up the point of like, you know, America, U.S. ready for a black Captain America? Who can do mm. that? That's and a great with question. Current themes, yeah, the current themes of that. And they even touched on like, do you remember the Tuskegee Airmen that fought in the war and this like is segregated, like these right, black right. pilots or whatever they were tested on. And yeah. it was they found those types of levels of like, OK, this is a big responsibility. And Sam acknowledges that. But in wow. in 2021 right now, how can he do that as being someone who's black and the things that need to happen? And it was very interesting because he took it very seriously. Sigs, that's cool, right? It's it, cool it that is, it's asking those questions, right? I think you'd find it right? very impressive because yeah. that was one. And that was many of the themes that were playing. That 
was just yeah. one of the uh, one wow. of the things that were going on battling. Also, too, and this is the part you would have enjoyed. Bucky, mm-hmm. who Sebastian said is a fantastic character, he's in treatment. And trying to deal and making amends. And there is a wonderful mm. um, therapist played by Amy Aquino, who you would have loved. And he's sitting you know, oh, in, a, in, in a room with Sequoias in the background trying to make amends. And he's a very still actor with a lot of intense eyes. And right, he's trying right. to figure out and to right the wrongs of his past. And what does he need to do? Wow. Amidst all this other stuff that's going on. Like, it seems serious. And you're expecting buddy comedy. They found light in comedy came from unlikely places. Not only does Sam deal with post-split, Sam has a sister named Sarah in Louisiana Mm. who had to continue with life as people were gone for five years. And Sam thinks he can go in and fix it. So they're trying to help with their ailing boat business that they're trying to keep up. And because, you know, he's Falcon, he can help out and get the business loan. And did you know, as an Avenger, they didn't really get paid. No, I did not know that. Oh my God, that's scandalous. Scandalous. And just little things like, there was little microaggressions where you, a falcon and Winter Soldier be walking down the street and a kid be like, hey, Black Falcon. He's like, it's just Falcon. <laughs> so they really deal with like microaggressions and the current state of culture uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement and people taking up the mantle, this legacy that needs to be carried on and whose responsibility is it? And it was just amazing. And I could be talking for hours. I'm trying to keep this tight. But other comedy sources, you had tons of, like, people jumping in and out. Baron Zemo, who was, like, the villain of Civil War, comes back. Mm, Yes. There's a meme with him dancing. He's played by Daniel (laughs) Bull. You would have loved it. The Dora Milaje came back from Wakanda. Wow. And it was, like, perfect. Just, like, bringing in the business. Florence Kasumba was amazing. And she was in Civil War. And she came in. And John Walker, this character played by Wyatt Russell, this guy trying to, I'm good. I can do this. I want to take this man, the blonde haired, blue eyed. Right. I, I want right. to come in here. And he, I don't think he understands what that role was. He thought being a superhero and dealing with that. There was uh, dealings with, I, I want to get deep, but I don't want to do too much because I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, you can go, you can yeah, go deep. Can do. Don't, don't so you worry about it. So there was a wonderful section with Dora Milaje and John Walker fighting and yeah. he just couldn't handle it with the soldiers from Wakanda and Bucky was just like, should I say something? (laughs) And Bucky just says, go John, be strong. Good job. He's just getting his ass kicked. And it was funny. But the money shot was there was an introduction of a new character who is probably the big bad. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the obvious one. There's one that just came in and no one knew that this character was going to pop up. And really? I'm not going to tell you, you guys, I want you guys to watch it. Okay, and okay. it's played by a Emmy Award winning comedian that mm-hmm. came in and she came in and you're like, oh, this is face four. This is mm. like, let's call it like the counterpart to Nick Fury if he was bad. So Ooh. you're going to love that. It was great. But not only did the comedy happen, the action was fantastic. It started off with Falcon in a fight. And even emblematic fights from Civil War were mirrored with the shield, fighting with John Walker, him and Bucky trying to get the shield and fighting for it, which was very reminiscent of them fighting with Iron Man, Captain right, right. Iron Man, which was really great. But what it did was there was a major forecast for Phase 4 beyond the MC. You. And just like you said, Kuya, it's about succession. They put little breadcrumbs within. You had cool. a visit of Sharon Carter right, from Civil right. War, who is up to something very interesting because she was on uh. the run since she brought back the shield and Falcon's wings in Civil War and was sort of been off the map. And she's been fighting. And currently, what's the backdrop is basically Sam 
and Bucky are trying to find these people called the Flag Smashers. They're called terrorists, but they're fighting for what is deserved. People call them refugees, but you know what? This world, no one's fighting for us and fighting wow. for those places, and they're displaced. So what do we need to do? We need to take care of these people. And the main actress, Erin Kellyman, who plays Carly Morgenthau, is this character who's taking the super serum, and they're almost like Robin Hood, stealing from the rich to give to the poor and representing mm. them. And that's one of the big plot lines of them trying to figure out. And Sam trying to reach out to her to say, you know what, I know what you're doing. I don't condemn like this, the killing, but I get it. I understand where you're coming from. And him trying to really reason with her. That was many of the plot lines. And this was only six hours. It could have gone for longer. Wow. But like you that's said. Chalk, the, that's chock full of plots and themes to explore. Yeah. If I seen this series, and I do plan to see this series, I would probably sample it again. Would you sample it again? I had to. I've seen it three times, not only wow. because I had the taste test, because I wanted to catch all the themes, and I haven't even run the gamut of them. But I mean, let's be honest, Kuya, I'm going to go into remission because they're done. <laughs> I'm waiting for Loki, which starts in June. Oh my gosh, yes. Well, you have enough time now from here in May till till when Loki comes out. And that's certainly something that I want to see too. To whom would you recommend Falcon and the Winter Soldier to? I think if you were not a fan of the WandaVision, I haven't found anyone that hasn't been a fan. You wanted more of that fighting. You want more of like political thriller and what's happening Mm -hmm. in current times. This is the TV series, Prestige TV movie that offers the same amount of entertainment with a return to what MCU does best. And I will leave you with this. As Kuya had asked about succession, when the Falcon and Winter Soldier ends its credits, For this final episode, the title changes to Captain and the Winter Soldier. Oh, and that's all I needed. There's your spoiler right at the end when they leave it like that. And then with the buzz coming out about Anthony Mackie saying, what what are you talking about? Is there a movie coming? I don't know. (laughs) There's a reason why. And it just gives you more popcorn and makes you want to watch it again. But it makes it a very exciting time for Phase 4. So, Oh, wow. That sounds really cool. And a real re-revisioning without necessarily having to reboot everything in some ways. So. No, it, there's so many things to build on. And I'm very interested to see what Black Widow movie has to in store. Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. And Chloe Zhao's directorial debut with Can't The wait. Eternals in the Fall. Can't wait. My my goodness. Well, that was quite a sumptuous buffet. Probably rivals that of the Bellagio or the one at Caesars or whatever the case may be. Well, Um, I got my bib on. I'm ready to go back for more. So (laughs) I'll be joining you soon. I hope so. Sigs, take us out then. Hey guys, if you want to hear more taste tests and have suggestions for us, we'd love to hear them. Email us at holohollowpopculture at gmail.com. The Hollow Hollow Podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Please rate us and leave a review. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle's at holohollowpop and we're on Instagram at holohollowpopculture. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chelterring and we'll see all of you guys again real soon. See you soon, guys.